0: You're listening to the award-winning Gone Outdoor Radio on Kello News Talk, KWSN in Sioux Falls, and KFGO, the Mighty 790 in Fargo. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Eger, Brewer Agger Outdoors. And you know, Kyle, I get super excited every time I talk to this guy because, as you know, I love to eat, and I love to eat. I'm with you, man. I love to eat stuff that I harvested, and this guy is... uh, a mentor a master at that not the eating part but the cooking part uh we have jeff benda he's a well game chef and uh he knows more about meat he He forgot more about meat than i know yeah (laughs) yeah put it that way yeah for sure (laughs) welcome jeff thanks for having me guys so we talked last spring and on on air and while we were talking you had threw out something about dry aging and white aging. And we said, we got to get them back on this fall, uh, while people are getting ready to start processing their venison and just do a segment on that. So that's what we're going to do. Um, Sounds good. what is the difference between non-aged and aged deer? And then we can get into the different types of aged deer, such as wet or dry. Sure.
1: Yeah. So in any animal, whether it's human or deer or bird or whatever, so um When we die, so we'll go into rigor, so rigor mortis, and um, we've all seen it, like on uh, on a a crime show or something like that, right? When they show up and they can they can tell how long the person's been deceased based on rigor, and so it's the same thing with the deer. So after you shoot a deer, a couple hours in, uh, and and that all kind of depends on the environment of how soon it goes into rigor. All those muscles are going to tighten up, and it's going to be about as tough as, as it's going to get. Um, and so we want that time. If, if, if we, if the meat's chilled too fast, then the muscle contraction that shortens the muscle fibers, um, that's going to make the the meat tough. So we don't want to freeze it right away. We don't want to process that and freeze our deer right away. We want that, um, those natural enzymes to be able to kick in and for it to start doing its work. So it'll have time to come out of rigor and then that's going to give us a tender cut. For steaks or roasts
0: so what you're saying is and and what is that time you know because i know a lot of people now yeah with travel restrictions and all that you know because the cwd there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be butchering or at least quartering uh, much earlier than they may have normally done so so what kind of time are we talking about
1: So, like, I'm headed to Montana here in a few days, and so I'll, you know, I I can't bring the the spinal column, the head back um, for my deer. So, you can still, you're still able to do this process, but you just want to maybe like keep those big cuts, even if you have to bone it out. You can still keep it together. It's just that you're not freezing it. You're trying to keep the meat dry, but then also somewhere between um, above freezing, so somewhere maybe between 33 and for sure below 40. Once you get once you get above 40, you're going to have spoilage. So, but you could hang, you know, if you're able to hang it in the garage, you want to make sure the garage temperature, not the outside temperature, but your garage temperature, you can get away with hanging it there and aging it from anywhere from 30 to 40 degrees. You'd be okay. You do not want to get above 40. Um so you could do that, but but if you're bringing it home, if you're able to just leave it like your hind quarter hole, That's what I do. So I'll process out in the field, but I'll keep it on the bone and keep my hind quarter whole, And then I'll bring that back. It'll fit in a cooler, a deer quarter. And then I like to keep it, you know, I'm not going to have that perfect temperature in the cooler on the way home in the back of the truck. But when I get it home, then I like to keep it right around 36 to 37 degrees. And then I'll age it anywhere from two to three weeks. If I have the opportunity to have it in the garage, that's, that's great. But I, otherwise i'll put it in the refrigerator so the the important thing to do when dry aging is you want to worry about it's the temperature keeping it above freezing but below 40 and if you're going to have it in the fridge or something like that and you can control the humidity you want to make sure that the humidity is anywhere between 60 and 75 you, you can even go 80 but above 85 degrees humidity it's going to go it's going to spoil so what I'll do is I'll take those hind quarters, get them in the fridge at home. Um my wife is really excited for this process for this 2 week process. So um I'll clean out all the fruit and the vegetables that are in that main space, I'll just have them in the crisper and then I'll put them on a rack like a like on a on top of a, a like a rimmed baking sheet and put a little rack on there and then I'll put the whole quarter, the hind quarter in there. the, the shank is off, it'll help fit. And then I've got a little digital hygrometer. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon. And that way it tells me what the temperature is and what the humidity is.
0: Backing up just a little bit. Now let's say we're at deer camp, right? And and we we harvest this deer and we've got a couple days at camp yet. We may not have a refrigerator. Are we better off letting that deer hang or putting it in a cooler? And I suppose that's temperature related, but also how soon do we want to get that hide off of the carcass if we are going to leave it whole?
1: Man, that's the biggest argument ever. So, um, if you're in Texas and they take, they don't leave those hides on. Um, but you know, it, it depends on what, on what, what's happening. So insects, uh, I would leave the hide on if you can, you know, between insects and, um, just, just other outside environments. It, it's better to leave that, hide on, especially if you're going to put it in the back of the truck and drive it down the highway, it's going to keep, it's going to help keep that meat clean. Um, so you could do that. You could just hang, if, if you're able to, you could hang it. I'm generally a couple miles in on some BLM land out in Montana or Western North Dakota. So I've got to quarter it and pack it out and then I'll hang the quarters. Um, okay. if Outside in a tree if I can, but otherwise it's going in the cooler.
0: Okay, Jeff, real quickly. We said we were going to talk about wet and dry aging in a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, when we were discussing this the other night that I thought was super interesting was the fact that you can age after it's been frozen.
1: Yeah. So wet aging. It, so you're going to still have the same effect. Now, this goes if you have it in a vacuum seal bag. Okay. That's pretty important because you want to make sure that there's, the, that, there's that lack of air. But what you can do, you're basically doing the same thing that they do at Walmart or Hornbachers or your local grocery store. That they're aging that inside plastic wrap, okay? Mm-hmm. And so you're doing the same thing. So you've you've got your cuts, you can put them in. Um, if if you've got them in a, basically put them in a rim on a rimmed baking sheet. So on. So again, if it starts to leak, if a bad starts to leak, you don't have blood all over your fridge. I learned that the hard way. But make sure you put that in there, and you can set it in there for two weeks and wet age on the back end. So I've been given meat, like gifted meat, and somebody's like, you know, this was the toughest thing ever. And I just, I, I've gotten, I got an elk backstrap in my freezer right now because the guy, you know, he had a little bit of it, and he's like, nope, I won't eat it. It's too tough. So I'm going it, to, but it's in a vacuum seal bag. And so I'll put it in the fridge, and I'm going to wet age it for a couple weeks and see how tender I can get it.
0: There is just so much information here that, We can't go through it all. We literally can't. But I know that you are, you have a very robust website, social media. Where can people go to find out more information about recipes, about meat, about all that stuff?
1: Before North Dakota deer opener, I promise you'll be able to go to wildgameandfish.com and there's going to be a whole post on the website there about dry aging and wet aging and with photos as well. So um, you guys, so anybody can go to WildGameAndFish.com. Um, my contact information is there. I'm on Instagram at wildgameandfish, and Fish, or uh, my email contact information is on the website, and they can reach out to me there. So if anybody has any questions, I, I answer emails. I'll, I usually answer two or three uh, emails a day, and I'd be happy to take the time to do that and answer any questions anybody has.
0: Jeff Benda, is a wild game chef, and I highly suggest you follow. Um, wildgameandfish.com, Wildgame and Fish on social media, and uh, you will not be disappointed. Thanks, Jeff, for coming on Gone Outdoors. You bet. Thanks, guys. Special thanks to our Gone Outdoor show sponsors, Ray Sport Marine, Adventure RV, Lakeland General Store, Devil's Lake Tourism, and Linex at Fargo. And thank you for tuning in to Gone Outdoors. Follow along when you hit the water or the woods with Gone Outdoor Podcast at kfgo.com, kwsn.com, dot ocom or on Apple Podcasts. And always follow us at com. We have all kinds of information on there. Follow us on social media. Until next week, from Scotty and Kyle, we will be gone outdoors.